And welcome aboard to Stars Weekly, along with head coach Patrick Griswold. I'm Pete Wagner, and uh, you know, it's the dog days of winter. First of all, I want to say hello to you. How was your subway? It's fantastic. Rotisserie chicken never fails. So, so you, you're smiley right now. You're yes, so happy. Yes. <laughs> so uh, don't mind me and my, my challenge voice right now. I, it's not as much from announcing games as much as it is from this cold. Have you had it yet? A little bit last week, but... First year I ever had a flu shot because of the girls. So did it work? Or so it far, is? there's so that far. other. We got a little. I mean, it's just a little crud. How's your room and... with that? Do you guys? Did you had sickness on your team? At uh, all? Are you guys okay? <laughs> Not this year. We had a bad last year for about two weeks, but we haven't knock on wood this year. We've had a little injury bug, but um, no illnesses yet. So knock on wood. Well, there. that's good because apparently there's a second strain that's running around out there, that's creating problems for 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 some groups and some teams. And you know, we, we discussed what we wanted to talk about on this this week's pod and you know there's so many things but you know the first thing that I came through is the word that comes t- to mind is is identity you know you guys had a, a tough game against uh, St. Louis Park 4-2 loss yesterday I think you and and a staff as a whole felt actually very good about the way your team played we felt great I mean that was one of the best games we've we've played all year and we had 41 shots um Tell you what, you're in our section. I I don't know that I want to get St. Louis Park the first game. I, I mean, say that's against tough. a very they good play team. Tough and not only tough, arguably the best goaltender in the in the in the. You know, there's there's a lot of good goal. Our goaltender's really good. I mean, every team uh, Carson's really good. Um, but he might Marco's be the best really in the good. section. He's really really good, and he's got a future at the next level. But I mean, you know, and, and taking nothing away from the team, I thought we played really well. We had. What did we have? We had three breakaways. We had a pipe. We had uh, three or four two-on-ones, and we had three-on-one, and we only scored two goals on 41 shots. It, you, you know, that can get frustrating, and the, the, you know, then that's when you have to get into different ways of scoring. And when you play against a good goaltender, I mean, the cliches are, are well-known. It's, you know, takeaway sight lines, you know, deflections, rebounds, go to the net, do those kinds of things. As you get into the dog days of January, and I think you know you're nine and four. Not many teams are nine and four. It's it's tough out there. Well, it's interesting. We're nine and four, and we're what are we three and three and three in our last six, um, something something to that effect. But it's funny because I feel like you know the last couple of games we've been a couple of our best games, and we haven't come out on top. Well, we won. We beat South St. Paul on, on Tuesday. Um, that that was a very good but, offensive outburst too. Yeah, fifty-seven shots. So we were really happy. Yeah. I mean, our thing was just getting pucks to the net, and we're getting a lot of shots. We're just not mm-hmm. putting the puck in the net right now for whatever reason. So we're going to go to work today, and we've we're going to split up kind of D's and forwards, and we're going to just kind of muck it up in front of the net and continue. You know, to that's the net. that's to me been really the common theme that everybody's talking about doesn't matter which team we're, we're engaged with they are two one three two games and is it you know you obviously want answers but who knows what the answers are is it because the goaltenders are so good is it because teams have schemed and are defensing teams better or is it just the nature of play from the offensive end of the game i think it's everything it's everything. I mean, you, you look at the top teams right now, and there. I mean, nobody wants to be number one right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about four weeks in a row where the number one team keeps getting knocked off, and, and then you're like, okay, then they're the new number one. And but I mean, you just you know, somebody somebody said it really well on Twitter. It's like I'm going to do a top twenty, but I'm not going to number them. I'm just going to put what I think are the twenty best teams in the state. And just like that's them, probably the best way to go really, about it. Was it. Really a good. It was kind of fine. I giggled about it this morning, but I mean, that that really is that way. And. Um, it's going to be a crazy finish, and sections are going to be crazy. I've been doing rankings of some sort or engaged with them, whether they're submitting things or whatever it would be, um, for 21 years. 
And I have never had a situation where you can put a team at number one who subsequently lose, but like a bad loss. Yeah. Like, woof, where'd that one come from? Or like with the end over, you followed up with a tie. So you're all one and one in your last two. And, you know, it's like panic mode sets in. It comes back to my identity thing. Um, the hockey season, the winter season for all sports, basketball as well, is long. I mean, it, it is. And you've got the breaks in there and you've got the tournaments and things. But it seems as though a lot of teams are still trying to, quote, figure out what they are. As a coach and with you, your team and you look at the stars, what are you? You don't have to fully define it, obviously, but what do you think you are? And do you think you're getting close to where you need to be? You know, we started out really, really well in scrimmages. Um got into the season and we just weren't playing sharp um you know we just were, were undisciplined yeah um, taking bad bad penalties at bad times um not consistent um work ethic's always been there you know i think we have a really good work ethic that's not the issue um i just think we we get away from what we're trying to do and and, and really what we've talked about now too is we've been doing a ton of system stuff because we're getting it's been it's been a lot of pond hockey early on and i think we were winning games just because we were better than teams um just yeah. skill wise and you know and no offense to the teams earlier in the season but we're just you know we've been playing some better teams now and and you know our team game hasn't been great i, I thought our team game was great last night it was really good tuesday um you know sometimes it's just the results aren't there but again we want to be playing our best hockey in february um you know and clean everything up by then we still got 12 games to, to do that and um i, I mean section it's six a lot of games crazy yeah it is a lot of games i mean it's still it's still half the season and it's going to be a short kind of compact you know five six weeks do you prefer that where, you know, you are playing 12 games half your season in, let's say, a third of the time from what you had before? So uh, do you prefer that? Do you, do you schedule that on purpose, intentionally? Um, no. I, it, it just, it just I think it kind of worked out that way. And, um, you know, it's, it's tough scheduling. You know, we've talked about that before in, in previous pods where we're independent and I'm doing my schedule right now. And, you know, it's, it's goofy. But, uh, you know, some, you know, I just, I don't like those three-game a week game, you know, Tuesday, Tuesday Thursday, Thursday, Saturday. Saturday. And we've got that coming up in two weeks, which isn't which isn't ideal, but it is what it is, and you just got to deal with it. So for those of that don't know what what Pat's referring to is independent, you don't have the conference schedule, which is baked in. Instead, you have to go find 25 games, and you have to fit them in with teams that you want to play that are most likely in a conference. So then you have to work around their schedule to fit what works if you truly want to play a team. And so then you get stuck with the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And then in doing so, you play Tuesday, Wednesday's a recovery day, Thursday's a game, Friday's a recovery day. And that really gives you one day to practice, which is a pregame. Right. And we got to, again, and again, we, you know, this is a three, this is a three game week and we've got another one coming up in two weeks. And, you know, today, you know, it'll be, it'll be about an hour, but it'll be lighter and we'll just do a lot of flow. Um, and we're, we're going to work on trying to put, work on burying the puck a little bit more too. So what do you think, um, from your experiences as a player, you know, what, what would you say for young players today they need for goal scoring? So if you're in squirts, mites, peewees, what do you think builds a goal scorer? I mean, how do you do that? I know it's natural, but there's got to be ways you can help with that. I think, you know, the biggest thing is I've played with a lot of guys that weren't great skaters um, that can just score, right? Shoot. And they they shoot the puck. They put the puck on net. And, you know, I, we talked to some of our guys, and, you know, guys are guys are trying to hit – you know, try to hit the upper corner every time, right? Short side, upper corner. It's going off the window. A lot window, of window. window right? Yeah, it's constant. And so, 
you know, I, I look back, fine, I look right? back, and that was always the best part of my game was I was a goal scorer and um, wasn't a great defensive player and you know wasn't a great skater, but I, I could score. Um, but it was one of those things where I, I bet three quarters of the shots I ever, I ever shot, I wasn't trying to aim it and just and just putting the puck on net. Um, and, and it's amazing what happened. You know, we, we had a guy yesterday. We told, told him, you know, hey, just just put the puck on that. And a couple times he did, and it went off the back. You know, instead of instead of trying to aim it short side, he threw it off the back. You know, back leg. And Will made some great saves last night on some rebounds. And um, but you know, guys, they just you know, you know, they watch Connor McDavid, right? And they watch Austin Matthews, and they watch these guys Line A, and they watch these guys, and they just they always think it's got to be pretty. Um, you know, and I think that's part of. You know, it's part of social media now too, and every every filthy goal it's is on every. It's all there, right? And it's the sports centers and all that, yeah. right? So they think they're that's who they think they are, um, instead of just you know you know the old cliches, right? Get in the dirty areas, play in the tough areas, go to the net, screen the goalie, get you know, you know. I mean, Dino Cicerelli and Cam Neely, and I mean those guys mucked it up in front of the net. These you know six five six hundred goal scorers in the league. So, um, I, I as a, a goaltender, even in the '80s, there's nothing fancy. Those that could score could shoot the puck. And you could tell you knew who they were. That guy, that guy, and that guy all shot hundreds of pucks. Yep. The release came from every angle. It was quick. It was off the stick. It went, most importantly, not off the window, right. but where they wanted it to go. And, it, and it's, it's, it's something. It's like a golf shot. It's like a, a baseball swing. It's like all of it. You have to work on that. And there's another component that I think, and I'd be curious to get your opinion. I don't think there's enough, um, uh, how do I say this? Just say it. Focus. So let's say you're um, a B player as a squirt. And you're, you know, you're, you're trying to get onto an A team. It's really okay to be on that B team and score 50 goals. I don't think there's enough of that mentality. You, you've got to you've got to perfect one level to go to the next. And I think we're trying to fast track players too much, and they kind of don't learn how that process of being leaned on and how to score works. So you put the shooting. That's kind of what I think, yeah. but I don't know if that's like you know culturally taken over <clears throat> hockey no. and not focused enough. Or yeah, and getting back to that first point, it, there's a lot of buddies that have had kids that. Um, there's a kid that played for me for Minnehaha, and he was bummed he didn't as a ninth grader. Well, he played in, in Edina Bantams in ninth yeah. grader, and I think he was about the last cut. Sure. Well, he goes on to the A Bantam team. They take second in the state. He's all tournament. He's on the first line. He's on the first power play, first penalty kill. He scores 45 goals. You know, why would you want to go up? And, and I'm not saying that they would cut lines, but there's a lot of teams that cut the bench all the time mm -hmm. in, in Bantam hockey, which – that's a whole nother issue that drives me nuts. But um, he goes up there and maybe he scores eight goals, you know. And yeah, would you rather? And my my assistant Bill McCollum he says all the time he goes, would you rather score forty goals or four goals? Right. I mean, especially, I have more especially as a, especially as a young kid, right? I have more fun with a zero on it. I don't care yeah. what my level is. And it's the you know? it's the it's the whole first week after tryouts and you rip the bandaid away and it, it you know it stinks for a kid. But you know what? After about a week or two, kid doesn't know any better. But especially the, especially the really young kids, yeah. right? And then it's you know. I've evaluated a lot of, you know, youth youth hockey and, um, you know, I won't say associations, but they're like, you got to take 17 in this team and you have to take 15 and you have to. It's like, why don't we put kids where they should be? And yeah. I'm not saying have eight kids on one team and 25 kids on the other, but if it's close, one or two guys, because usually the bottom couple guys anyway, except for a couple organizations, they're probably not at that level anyway, right? And the last thing you want to do 
is have kids quit, right? And at the end of the day, they're there to have fun. It's an activity for them. It's they're learning life skills, communication stuff, all that stuff, right? How to be a team player, all that stuff. Work towards a common goal, all that stuff. Well, you start getting kids at a level where they shouldn't be, then it's not fun. And it's then you're over your head. They don't touch the puck. Yeah. Like, is it fun for a kid to go out and play at a double A Bantam level or a double A Peewee level or an A squirt level? And he's just out there and he doesn't touch the puck. It's frustrating for him. It's frustrating for the, you know, the other players on the team. And they're just out of their league, mm-hmm. you know. And you're right. There is there is always that rush. And it's, you know, but it it never ends, right? You know, there's a rush for kids to get to high school. And then there's a rush for kids to get on the varsity team and not play on the JV. And then it, there's a rush to get to juniors and leave in early, right? When you're not even dominate the high school level, right? Dominate your high school level before you go to play juniors. You know, when we when we think back over the years, Pat, how many how many guys have have really truly dominated the high school level when you think back? I mean, even over the past 20, 30 years, like where it's just like, what are you doing? You can't really find many. No. It's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not as easy as and you I think. think every kid's in a situation. You know, you know, I want every kid to stay, but I think there's certain situations where it doesn't make sense, right? And, sure. Um, it's not the norm, but, mm-hmm. you know, but there's a lot of situations where a kid doesn't need to leave you down. He doesn't need to leave. You know, Casey didn't, Casey didn't need to leave Eden Prairie. He was the eighth overall pick. Nick Letty didn't need to leave. I mean, no, guys didn't need to leave. Not. Yeah. You know, but there is certain situations where it, it probably does make sense, right? You're playing at a Class A school and... You know, maybe your team isn't great, and um, and and really, it's it's that day. You know, it's not only games, but it really more or less, it's what are you getting from a day to day practice standpoint? Are you getting pushed in practice every day? Um, you know, what is your what is your, what is the what is the culture like there? What is what does a stars dynamics? practice look like what, for those that don't see it? You know, we try to at high tempo. There's not a lot of standing around. Um, we try to move, so we go. You know, usually, you know, days before games, we go an hour fifteen. <laughs> Um, today we'll go an hour and just get done and just be done. You know, there's no reason to grind for an hour 15 today. We actually did that Wednesday, went for an hour on, yep. on Wednesday as well too. Um, you know, we're only suiting, we got 4D because we got 2D out right now and we got nine forwards and one extra guy, right? So we don't want to burn guys out. So, um, but you know, it's, it, it was earlier this week because a lot of system stuff. Today will be a lot of flow stuff. Um, but it just depends on just depends on the week. Now, if we don't have a game till Thursday, Saturday, we call it a work day and it's all individual skills and it's one-on-ones, it's competes, we beat on each other for you know for an hour and, and really push on push on it and you know and then we kind of go as as the week goes on you know usually power play the day before a game, some system stuff we've been doing a lot of D zone because we've been struggling on on some D zone stuff mm-hmm. so um, really depends but my thing is, is like I don't what's I happening don't, in the D zone like, is there a lot of chasing or what's going on? Guys are guys are trying to do other people's jobs right, and you know we're we're struggling three on three down low, and it's not because the guys aren't working they're just they're, they're out of position sometimes because they're trying to do too much. It's interesting because it's about trust and and the wingers have to stay at home because they're needed there. And it's so easy to look and see, oops, uh, he, he, he he's let go of this guy and now he's he needs help. And then you bail and then you'll never get it out because now you're not in position to, to do it's it. It's the mentality too is like kids don't understand sometimes. Like our left wing or right wing will go down in the corner to help our D, right? And and they mean well by it, right? They're not 
they're not being selfish. They're going to try to help their teammate, right? Well, the problem is the puck gets – they go down, and all of a sudden the puck gets kicked out to the point. That guy walks, walks right down Broadway. Well, right? then I call it the race back and yes. forth, and they're just and running up and, and down. And then you can't catch the guy, and now we're giving up a shot from the slot. You know, It's really easy for a wing to get caught on the boards. Puck goes back to the point, and he's in that he, – you know, he's up against the boards and the blue line, and you know they're not going to score from there if our goalie sees, the, sees it, right? So clear out in front. We'll give up that shot. You know, then the center runs out there, right? Well, if he's running out to the point, okay, now someone's someone's open down, down low, low, and, and then now you got a winger that goes, and that's where I get into the chase. Yes, and, and it's then, two guys up top, a shot, or we're trying to break it out. We turn it over. The center flies the zone. It's a turnover. We did that twice last night. It was a three and two. You know, when we're, we're flying the zone. You know, so what's happening to your group in the defensive zone happens at the pro level. For sure. I mean, you know, it's just part of the game, and it doesn't matter how good you are, how knowledgeable you are about what your positioning really should be. There's a mental component that I always think comes into play, where you mean well and you want to help, but you end up hurting. Yeah. But it's part of the game, and and every team at every level runs into and all it. Sports do, and you know, you, you look at. But if the know, more you can contain that and keep it at home, the sure. better off you are. Because I just say, I just say, as soon as there's one breakdown and you try to do somebody else's job, then somebody else is going to do your job, and now it's a complete cluster. Then the, it's you know, a gong show. It's a gong show. And it's funny. We had my old my old high school coach from Minneapolis Academy. We, we talk about all the time. He's a girls coach at South Saint Paul, Dave Palmquist, and you know he laughs, and you know he's been to a lot of wild practices or go for practices, and you know. And he says, I'll never forget, Todd Richards is telling telling his million-dollar players that, you know, how to score goals. I got You got to get to the net. You got to get pucks to the net. You got to be dirty. You got to do this. It's no and different. This. And he goes, he goes, and then I'm yelling at my seventh and eighth grade girls that they're not going to the net hard enough. Like, you know, it's funny. You know, yeah, so well, you got it's that. The truth. It's, it's the same, but it's it the same It doesn't matter. It's the same it's message the same thing. You to talk everybody. About sports. And, you know, I was in the gopher locker room, football locker room. Jerry Kill was, uh, Jerry Kill was a coach. And. You know, pregame speech was, "Hey, offense, we got to we got to hold. You know, we got this is literally his speech. Hey, we got to hold on to the ball. Defense, hey, we got to create some turnovers. Um, um, and then special teams, or, or, we got to create turnovers. And we got we got we got to tackle guys in the in the open field. And special teams, we got to make our kicks. It's like, holy cow, I could have said that. You know, but, yeah, but what's it's, funny it's is, that tricky. but that's yeah. what but it that's is. The game. And and I think sometimes, you know, coaches or people try to be too. You know, stick to the basics. You can yeah. stick to the basics, and and that's where our systems are are very basic at times. Because I want to I want to create hockey you know, players. I don't want to create robots, if, right? If, and a lot if, of these kids are robots. You know that we it's get kind now. of unfortunate, yeah. You know, and it's 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 all this you know, you know all this edge work and all this other stuff, and it's almost the the pendulum has swung the other way where there's you know I I feel like you know back 25 years ago the hockey IQ was really good because. You know, we played a lot of pond hockey. We skated outdoors all the time. Mm-hmm. That's where you learn the game, right? And then inside, you're doing your system stuff with, you know, your practices and stuff like that. But guys didn't skate as well, you know? And now you look at it and, you know, you look at any varsity Pretty. game. Everyone, most, uh, it's everyone, never can better. everyone can skate. Everyone can skate. Never look better. Everyone can skate. But then there's just some brains where you're just like, holy cow. Like, What's what is your mindset here? there? Yeah. You know, and they just yeah. don't see plays. They don't see, you know. Well, so just, so you know. what the focus has been on is that the cottage industry of hockey. It's been all about skill development. I do quotations, you know. So, well, really, what is skill development, and what does that mean exactly? That's great to have skills, but if you don't know how to apply them mentally to the game, the one thing that I have noticed and is has been an absolute truism, is that a lot of players on entry demand. On creating one-on-ones with a three-on-two, I just—it it doesn't matter the game I do. I do hundreds of them I a year. I would say our team—it's insane. Our team is at the biggest fault for that. And, and, and it's but, our top but, guys but too. It's and everywhere. It's all those guys. It's and everywhere. It's so frustrating because we work on a ton of, of of zone entry stuff, 
And it's amazing to me how many guys try to come up to the D, slide it through their legs. And you're not going them. to. You're not. And I'm, I'm like, if you can't do it against this team, you're not going to do it at the next level either. Or, <laughs> you or know? if you get lucky and you get past one, you're not getting past two. Mm-mm. And then here comes number three. They're not going to let you walk. So, so the thing that I've noticed, it, you know, so for instance, if I'll do like 12 games in a row over a weekend, whatever it would be, it didn't matter the team I was watching. The entry looked exactly the same where it was player takes it wide, turns into a one-on-one. It, it was not yeah. just this team. That it's, it's an interesting thing, and I'm not sure where that's coming from, where there's the desire and the need to show us upstairs that you can, that you can take it right. to the can on your own. You can't. Right. And so I think what's missing from what I'm observing, especially this year, is the ability for quality rushes. It's very difficult. Or if you don't have the rush, even a purposeful dump in. Don't see many of those either. No. It's It's, interesting. So how do you get through that? You just got to continue to to coach it. I mean, that's all you can do. You know, you can't throw your hands up and give up on it, right? So, but we continue to do, I mean, once a week we do, we split up our D and forwards and, you know, Bill runs runs our forwards and he, we're just doing... We're doing different, mm-hmm. you know, zone entries, and that's all. That's all you can do, right? You got to keep just ingraining, ingraining in their mind. It's funny because we, you know, we, when we played Hudson, we did a specific zone entry that we did, and boom, bang, bang, how that go? The, bang, bang, it's in the net. I'm like, and we watch the video. We're like, shocking, shocking that it worked. See, like, there's you know, your reinforcement. It's where, right shocking here. Shocking where it is, but, right? But, but so. I, th- I think the most important thing of what we're saying is, is we're not trying to be harsh here. Sure. I think what we're trying to do is help. Sure. And I've seen plenty of quality zone entries, but I see plenty of the one-on-one self-created that I just... And, it's, and like you it's said, just it is insane. every team. It is every it, it's team. It's not just... It's you know? all over. And, and, I, and, watch, and I watch this, you know, I watch To me, that's on. a development issue across the board that's beginning from squirts on up. I don't care if it's the association level, the summer hockey level, the AAA level, whatever they're doing. There's something going on there where it's more showcasey, and that's a problem. And that's And it's that summer stuff, too. It's a lot of that. That's what you stuff, see, you know. And it's they all got to be flashy. They all want to have to, you know, back. You know, what what amazes me. One thing amazes me is how many guys pull, they have it on their forehand. They pull it to their backhand for whatever reason to make a pass, or to, you know, a backhand sauce, or you know, or pull it to your backhand to shoot it. Or it's like you got the thing on your forehand, shoot it. You know, or make the pass. Oh, you guys, make the direct, you got a screen the, set up make too. The direct, make the direct pass. Like, you know, we get guys that just, you know, want to do this floating sauce pass all the way over the spinorama behind the back, you know, pass on a three on well, two. That's because it's they like, saw it on the highlight on, on top ten plays. And that's and what that, it is, that's right? Just what it is. That's and, what and it is. And then, the that, and then they see that, and then they see their AAA buddies yeah. do it, and they got to do it. Right? You know, it's I did cap. some captain's practices along the way. It would, to me, it would be all about just, just, just for this, what we're doing on, on this series of dr- just right to the middle of the pads. Just... Yeah. Just please shoot it to the middle of his pads. And we work you'll, on that you'll too. You'll be stunned, right? We you'll be stunned how many pucks go in, and you'll be stunned more importantly how many rebounds you get. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like shooting it off the boards. It's mm-hmm. all you're doing mm-hmm. because not every goaltender on every save is going to put the puck exactly where they want to get to. Especially if you can shoot it and you can surprise them and get it there quickly, it's going to come right to me. Yeah. You know. So yeah, uh, no, we work on that when we again when we split up the D and forwards like that too. We we work on that where. You know, the guy's guy goes wide. The other guy's going to the back post. Fire one off the back leg, and and you know, and just bomb the net, right? And that's those those are the things you have to do when you're you know. When, this has been amazing. 
I love this pod. I don't yeah. know. Are you good with it? Yeah, it's great. All right, let's start weekly and it's fine. You've got Rochester Century coming up on Saturday. You'll be at Grand Marina Complex in Rochester at home Tuesday with Chan Hassan. We were going to do that game, but we're flexing out of that one, and we're doing your Red Knights game on Saturday the 25th. I can't wait to do that one at 2 o'clock. Uh, you've got Armstrong Cooper on the 21st and Tatino Grace on the 23rd. Um, again, a very, very busy week coming up. You have a Saturday game, and then you got one Tuesday. And then a week off. But then you're off, so you can really Yeah, recruit. we were supposed to play Minneapolis on the on the 18th um, at Hockey Day, Minnesota. So yep. they had to get out of that game, and we moved it to February. Um, February so, 6th. So the schedule wouldn't have been a week off. So that's going to be a weird... It's going to be a weird, you know, Wednesday, Thursday practice when we don't have anything for a week. And I just, I don't like weeks off if we can help it. But that, yeah. that was out of our hands, and that's why that looks like that is. 4-2 seems to be your number. I mean, you're lost to Holy Family Catholic, 4-2 Hudson, 4-2 St. Louis Park, 4-2. And then you can slide in the... Three of those the four were all empty, you know, all those yeah. were empty netters. So you're playing you know, one goal, three, yeah. two games. And, you know, I mean, your team very well could be 13-0. and We could. I mean, you, know, it's I mean, scary. you have every it's scary. reason to say that. We talked about it. I talked about it with uh, talked about it with my buddy Matt Funk this morning. We were texting back and forth, and I said, "We legitimately we get a bounce or two, or we bury we bury it a little bit more, or we just play a little bit more consistent and not, you know, not have these little lulls, and um, we legitimately could be thirteen and all now." You know, White Bear could say, "Yeah, we should be undefeated." And yeah, we Prairie should be yeah. undefeated. There's no way Iron Dale should right, be right, right, Prairie. Well, you know, we, did, so we you, had an injury, you know, and you know, you yeah, could say, you could that. say that, right? But at the end of the day, you're not right, and um, and I think it's good to lose some games and bring you down a little bit, right? You, you've got to, you know, you got to, you got to have some heartbreak to for sure to to, to feel good for too, sure. Same token, you know, because I just you you got to face adversity for the playoffs. Like I just I, I I'm a firm believer. You know, none of us like to lose, right? I'm as competitive as can be, but sometimes it's good for our guys to say, hey, you know what? We're not that good. You've got seven teams in your section of which all have the ability to beat someone on any given day. Like I said earlier, like I said earlier, you know, it's... You might it's even have eight. You never know what Hopkins brings. If Dave's got his team With Hopkins, I mean... There's another guy who's a stud goaltender too, Zach Hayes. He's unbelievable. Uh, he's in the league, and he's you know you look at some of their score, and he's had you know I think they played. I mean, Egan. Not, I think they played Egan. He had you know it was only four nothing, but they had he had 62 saves, and he's really good too. So a goalie can it win just a game. it's that one game, right? And you know it doesn't matter if you're a one seed or seven seed. It's it's nerve wracking for those teams, right? And you just somebody get hot for two weeks, and that's what it's going to be. That's like what I it mean, is. It, it's I. I for the first time in a long time in our section, I think it's wide open. It's going to be a blast. Uh, let's call it a day. This is a great podcast. I'm looking forward to getting this posted up, buddy. All right. And we'll be back at it another week or two. Appreciate it. Thank you. Call the Rock, go Stars. So long, everybody.